0: In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today.
2: Hey, this is Stephen A. Smith from No Mercy. Festivals, football, flannels. It's
1: time, it's time. time, time to get in the zone, time to get in the zone with the 49ers web Zone. This is the No Huddle Podcast with Al, Zane, and Brian.
0: What's up, everybody? We are back with another episode of the 49ers no Huddle Podcast on the Odyssey Network. We have Al Sacco, Brian Reddick, I am Zane Naffrey, and it is a victory podcast. You know when you hear this voice, you know it's a victory podcast, and those are always the most fun. We always love when the team wins. More, I mean, I feel like there's more to talk about when they lose, to be honest. But, I mean, wins are great too, right? Because there's plenty to talk about after this one. A sloppy, in some ways, ugly, not picture-perfect win from the 49ers against the Chargers. And there's there's kind of a lot to unpack here because it was the first game after the bye week, as we know. And it's basically now – it's a sprint till the end of the season. They were they were 500, so basically now it's a, it's a completely new season. They got. They needed this one with Seattle losing earlier in the day, and they got it. So, guys, let's open it up. What do you think?
3: I mean, I think that the, the Niners are going to be able to ride this style of play for the rest of the season. I think they're going to get 10-11 wins out of this kind of style of play. Do I think they're going to win a championship with this kind of style of play? Absolutely not. So, in this game kind of started out. Differently than I thought it would, because the chargers had not been playing well on offense. And we talked about it last show with Justin Herbert, how it's not his fault. Again, he's, he, he was injured and he looked healthier to me this game. He doesn't have his two starting tackles. He's down to like his fifth string receiver or whatever it is. He doesn't have anything around him, but his yards per attempt coming into this game. in the last few were four, one, eight, five, seven, five, five, seven. And then in this game, it was just five, six, but he started out hot. He hits the long pass. And the Chargers were doing some things on that first drive and the Niners were shooting themselves in the foot, block punt, Iuke with the fumble, even though I don't really think it was his fault, you know, that helmet hit the ball. What are you going to do type thing? But didn't start out that way. And then in the second half, the defense stepped up and it looked more like the Chargers that I thought were going to come in. But the offense was, it was a slog again. It was, you know, just conservative. And I just don't I mean, with the plate with um not going for for fourth downs or things like that like even like the play calling it was conservative it was blonde it was bland i should say it was boring um you know i I have some thoughts and maybe why kyle wants to play that way that i'll I'll get into in a little bit but you know they won the game it wasn't the game i expected coming off a bye against a chargers team that is decimated but you get a win and like i said I, i think they're gonna be ugly a lot this this the rest of this regular season. And I think they're still going to win 10, 11 games. So once you get in the dance, it's all that matters.
2: You know, honestly, I, you know, we all predicted what amounted to a blowout on our, on our last episode. And I'm just grateful they won because uh, Al said that if he picked them and they lost that he would never pick them again for the rest of the season. So mm-hmm. the very least we at least get some, uh, some positive predictions from Al. Uh, for the for the rest of the semes- semester um, semester. <laughs> I've got I've got teaching on the brain the rest of the season. Um, but, you know, honestly, it was an ugly win. But I actually take a little bit of uh, positivity out of that because this is actually the first time this season that this team has won when they when they had a lot of those mistakes that they've that they've been making all season. Right. They've been making those mistakes since week one, when they lost to the bears, they've made mistakes where they shot themselves in the foot, lots of penalties, undisciplined play, things of that nature. Uh, Up until this point, they've lost the four games where they, where they had those, where they had those, those type of games, right? Um, The four games that they won prior to this one, they blew out Seattle. They blew out the Rams twice and they blew out the Panthers. They haven't won a close game all season in fact they've lost all four games that were close and so for them to pull it out i felt like was a was a step in the right direction what do i think they should have blown this team out probably i mean this was a team that like you said i mean they were starting now granted deandre carter Sac state legend stinger's up but that was that was the most uh, the the graphic on on sunday night football the the receivers at the chargers came into this game the most experienced receiver was DeAndre Carter with 83 receptions in his NFL career. Not great. Right. And then Gerald Everett goes out for them midway through. And this offense outside of Austin Eckler and, and Justin Herbert really didn't have a whole lot. And they came out and they put it on the, the 49ers defense and and went into halftime with a lead. Now the 49ers defense in the second half played like, we thought that they would play the whole game and and played like if, if the 49ers defense can play like that, I, I don't care that, that, you know, that, that the chargers were missing these players, they took an NFL offense and for an entire half held them to under 60 total yards. Like I don't, again, I don't care who you're playing. That's impressive. And so they won an ugly game. D'Amico came out again and made some excellent adjustments in the second half, which is another thing that I appreciated seeing. And I, like I said, I think it's a step in the right direction. And now it's on to a game against the Cardinals in Mexico City. They're going to go practice in, in Denver this week because it'll help them get used to the to the uh, elevation. But a game I thought that, the, that they should win in a blowout, they still won and, and pulled it out even though it was ugly. And I think that is... That is, that is a win in and of itself.
0: I mean, the, the Chargers only had 12 first downs in this game, right? And, and the majority of that happened in the first half. And the way that – one of the things that I tweeted out that I was kind of concerned about, like mildly concerned, not knowing the obviously what would happen in the second half of the game. As you mentioned, they were fantastic in the second half. But one of the things that I, t- I tweeted out about the defense and being concerned about them was that they've started slowly the last several games. and this game was not, it was not an exception either. They gave up the easy third down catch to Eckler where nobody covered him. They gave up. So they had two third downs on the first drive and both of those, nobody was covering the receiver. They were both open. They were late to rotate. And it was just a really silly touchdown that they gave up. That was just way too easy. So I think that, you know, this is one of those things that can bite them against a, against a team at full strength, or as you guys are saying, like in the playoffs, if they make it that far, which I think they will, but Really, the adjustments that they made in the second half—that is what a contending team does—and that was to me the most impressive thing. That on both sides of the ball as well. Like it seemed like the offense got going a little bit more in the second half, and they were able to to kind of put this thing away. But the other thing that kind of concerned me was the fact that Christian McCaffrey—you know—he had a pretty decent game. He had four catches. He he, had—I mean—he had under 40 yards rushing. He had the touchdown, but it seemed like they were a little bit disjointed when he was in. Elijah Mitchell was fantastic by the way in his first game back, almost 100 yards rushing. He was he was kind of the the bell cow and he was able to kind of break off those chunk runs that we've been able to see before he got hurt. But all in all, like they both got 20 touches, right? They split the touches, but it was interesting to me to see Elijah Mitchell as the red zone back at the beginning of the game to start off and then having Christian McCaffrey on the sidelines. So Brian, you kind of talked about this to, earlier today and we said we talked about it on the show and I kind of want to start there that this offense, for all of the playmakers that it has, for all of the stars and superstars that it has, they were stuck in neutral for a good portion of this game to start the game. They were sitting on three points until about, you know, two minutes left in the first half. And and to me, you have way too much talent on this offense to be scoring three points and a half against a defense as banged up as the Chargers was.
2: Yeah, Go yeah. I was saying,
3: late in the third quarter it was uh, maybe a few minutes left in the third quarter and the offense was still hadn't really gotten there yet. And Debo had three touches and Kittle had one. And, and it was just like, it it, it shouldn't be this complicated. It, it just really shouldn't. And I'm not sure what the thought process is. I'm not sure why they're not spreading the ball around. Maybe he did get a little McCaffrey happy for a while in that first half. You know, it's kind of a new toy type thing for Kyle in between the twenties anyway or whatever, but, you know, I I, I don't know. Um, it's frustrating because there is so much talent on on this. And Eric Davis, former 49er, even tweeted like it shouldn't be this hard. I saw that going through the couple times I was kind of scrolling through stuff during the game. It's, it, it is frustrating in that sense. And I want to get, like I said, I'll mention stuff about Kyle. We'll go with, with this running back thing. But I thought that Mitchell looked phenomenal. I thought he ran hard. I thought he ran fast. I thought he looked a, hell of a lot better than McCaffrey running the ball, to be honest with you. And I was glad that they kind of went to him in, in the second half there and really wrote him an 18 carries for 89 yards coming off. And we know if Eli Mitchell is healthy, he's a hell of a running back. And it didn't seem like the Chargers really had many answers for him when when he was in there. But yeah, to me, it seemed like Kyle sort of wanted to win this game 20 22 to 16 or 19 to 16 or 13 10 or whatever whatever it was. Sort of the way he he played, and I think it was because of the quarterback in this game. I thought Jimmy made a couple. Really good throws. I thought he made some clutch throws on third down, and the throw to Ray Ray McLeod was phenomenal. Oh, man. How many times do you see the pocket breakdown and Jimmy kind of roll like that and chuck it down the side? You never see that. It's phenomenal. Oh. Um, and that was the eighth player in nine games with a 30 plus yard reception for the Niners. So that's that's a cool stat. But I just think you got your play. Look, other teams get their. How many catches does Justin Jefferson have this week? How many catches does Svan Diggs have this week? Does Devontae Adams catch? The, you know, I don't want to hear like, well, or cover like uh, other great players get the ball. So you have Kittle, maybe Kittle is on the back end of his career. I don't know, but you have Debo, you have I do, Ayuka's a rising star. You have McCaffrey, you have Mitchell. It should not be this difficult.
2: Yeah, it's, you know, it's, it's interesting. And, and we've, we've kind of tried to surmise, you know, some of, some of why it has been difficult this season. And and, um, it sounds like Al, you have some ideas. I, for a long time, I thought, I, th- I thought it was Jimmy Garoppolo related. You know, I, I really genuinely feel like Kyle Shanahan doesn't trust Jimmy Garoppolo, which is fair to say simply because he's already tried to move off him. Right. We mm-hmm. know that Jimmy Garoppolo is not the quarterback that Kyle Shanahan wants moving forward. And, you know, I, I people people keep talking about Jimmy Garoppolo like he's QB one and like he's the future of this franchise. And then and then that conversation is all about like plays that's left plays that are left on the field. All of this. I understand that we've got to we've got to stop framing the narrative like Jimmy Garoppolo is the quarterback of the future for this team. He's not so. But he's the quarterback
3: quarterback of an all-in team that has a chance to win the Super Bowl this year. But
2: only because of right, and only because of injury. So the 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 narrative about like god, Jimmy keeps leaving things on it's like we know this is who he is. Like this mm-hmm. is who he is. Stop yeah. expecting something different. That's on you mm-hmm. if you're expecting something different. What I notice is that Jimmy Garoppolo is playing some of the best football that he's played as a 49er. Let's 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 be honest here, right? Another he had another game where he did not throw an interception or have a turnover.
3: Yeah. Or a turnover
2: worthy awesome. play.
0: Was there a or turnover? A turn- where he and, exactly. He even no, threw no, he he did throw a pass out of the back of the end zone. He threw he
2: threw the ball away, which he never does. Yeah. Like you know. Which is growth, right? Hey, you've yeah. got some growth. <laughs> and you're not so, right. And it's like, you know, he threw for almost 250 yards, no touchdowns, but no interceptions. Had that quarterback sneak for a touchdown. Clutch on third down. He was not, eight of ten on third down. One of those was a drop. So in reality, he was on target and, and, and f- nine of 10 throws on third down, uh, Juwan Jennings, a first down machine, right. Caught wow. everything that came wow. to him, which is, a, a, again, growth on his part, but it, it, like you said, it's like, he wanted to win this game this way. And, and, and I think I, I, I genuinely believe That Kyle Shanahan in his mind, he says, if Jimmy Garoppolo is my quarterback, the only way that we are going to beat teams with a better quarterback than us with Justin Herbert is a better quarterback than Jimmy Garoppolo is to slog it out, just slog it out, try and keep them off the field for as long as possible, run it as many times as we can and, and keep the ball out of their hands. That's our only, that's our only choice. That's our only option because I don't believe that he thinks that he can win a shootout, which maybe he can't. Maybe, maybe that is too much on, on Garoppolo's shoulders, but like how many times have we got to the point where it, it needs to be on Jimmy Garoppolo's shoulder and he's not ready to be there and they lose the game. Like, let's open it up, man. Let's, you got no other choice. You got no other quarterback. Let him, let him do, let him, let him throw the ball, let him throw the ball. And, and I think part of the problem last night was that the chargers came in and they said, look, you're not going to run outside zone on us. You know, yes. they had bare fronts. Mm-hmm. They had, there were times where they had seven guys on the line. Now, granted more often than not, they snapped the ball and then boom, those, some of those guys dropped back in, in coverage. So it was more of a, a, a disguised look. But still, they were telling the 49ers and Jimmy Garoppolo, you are not going to run outside on us. And maybe that's why Elijah Mitchell had a better game than Christian McCaffrey because Mitchell's a bigger back that can run between the tackles a little bit better than McCaffrey. And that, I think, is where we're at. But this defense isn't great, and you only put up 22 on them. But you had the opportunity to put up way more, and your conservative nature – had you kick three field goals. Which but you said if you're four, playing the right? Chiefs, huh? You said four before the
0: game, right? Like last I week Yeah, I predicted four, four.
2: I predicted yeah. four. Yeah. But that's not gonna that's not gonna cut it against a Chiefs, against the Bills, against the Dolphins who come in mm-hmm. uh December fourth, right? You you gotta you gotta figure it out. You gotta do something different because you're gonna get run out of your building on on December fourth when your protege comes in and just lights up the scoreboard.
0: Yeah, I, I think that there's two things here. The thought about you know Jimmy Garoppolo being what who he is and what he is now by this point, like I I totally agree with that. It's year six of him being here. He's not gonna change. Like everybody posts these like all twenty two clips. Like, oh, he missed this. Guy. Like, look, we've been doing this for five years, man. Like,
2: we know. We know.
0: We we know what he is, right? He is a mid-tier quarterback. He is not an elite quarterback. He does not have an elite arm. He misses open guys, and he makes crucial mistakes at crucial times. We know this about him. However, like you said, Brian, at some point, you have to open it up and score points. And the big risk that you take when you want to slog it out and and try to win games by a score, three points, seven points, four points, whatever it is, is that you limit the amount of opportunities that your offense gets because you have the ball so much. And when you shorten the game, that means the other team has it less too, right? Granted, it also means that when you have opportunities to put points on the board, you have to put points on the board because you, you're going to have a limited, limited amount of chances to be able to get down there and get points. And right now they're settling for field goals when they should be scoring touchdowns. Look, the IU drop, we know that that should have been a touchdown. That's fine, right? He, he had an up and down game, mostly up. He, he's He's coming around, right? Like these things can be, these are correctable things. But the play calling near the goal line, basically running it up the gut with Christian McCaffrey or having him off the field completely as to not even draw any attention. Like Brian Baldinger had a, had a couple of great videos they put out on Twitter in terms of what Christian McCaffrey has been doing without the ball. And he laid out everything from Christian McCaffrey being a decoy in the backfield to Christian McCaffrey, Lee blocking to him going out for swing passes and drawing two defenders. Like that is something that you should have on the field. And the question is, Brian, so I think somebody responded to me and you today when we had that talk about like, you know, Mm -hmm. who they should take off the field. Yeah. You take, you check off the field, Jennings off the field. It doesn't matter at that point. You're, you're, you need two yards and your job is to get those two yards. And especially at the end of the game, they could have ended it right away without Herbert even getting the ball back just by scoring a touchdown. That's it. And they weren't able Mm -hmm. to put it in. And when you're facing a better team or a playoff team or you're in the playoffs and you need that score to put a team away to go to the Super Bowl or win the Super Bowl. They just don't have that ability right now. And Al, like you mentioned earlier that is, is Kyle scared by those two Super Bowl losses by having leads and blowing them. I don't know. Is that is that really what's going
3: on here? Yeah, and that's that's what I was gonna bring up about Shanahan. I'm just I'm just trying to find ways in my head why he's approaching things the way he's approaching them. If you think back to the Super Bowl, was it 2016 with the Falcons? He was super aggressive at the end of that game to a fault. It cost them the Super Bowl in Third and one, or whatever it was, second one. You just run the ball, man. Take the field goal and win, win the title. Yeah. And it came back to bite him. And I, you know, he said that he was. He told a story about how he. I, I want to say he walked in a hotel room. I don't know, but he had seen his family and like just broke down. It's crushing. The football is the guy's whole life. I, I understand it. That's crushing. I'm sure that's haunts him. Sure, haunts him. And then you go to the Niners Super Bowl in 2019. He did take the ball out of his quarterback's hands. In the playoffs, and then in the Super Bowl in the fourth quarter, he opened it up for his quarterback and it came back to bite him because Jimmy did not play well in that fourth quarter. And I remember screaming at the television, like, run a sweep with Debo, what are you doing? You know what I mean? Get the ball in Mostert's hands, what the hell are you doing? Get creative, and it came back to bite him. So now it just seems like he's so again, I'm just speculating, but maybe that's just so much in his head. And he's seen so many things go wrong in, in the last seven years or so. Not only, you know, how many years have been. Done because of injuries, and, and I just dropped two Super Bowl things. And maybe he just doesn't want to go through it again. And he just figures, I have this terrific defense. I have enough. I can do enough offensively, being super conservative. I can get to 20 points. And my defense is probably going to hold the other team to below 20. We've seen them do that in the playoffs. But again, when you get against some of these real big teams, it's not going to work. So at some point, you got to take the training wheels off. You have to, if you want to. There's too many. There's too little margin for error when you're playing that way. So we saw it in the playoffs last year. They and even in the Super Bowl, they couldn't break 20 points in the Super Bowl. They couldn't break 17 in the NFC Championship game last year. You have to open it up at some point. At some point, and I, maybe he's not going to. Maybe he's shell shocked. I, I don't know. But I know when I thought Kyle Shannon came here, I knew he liked to run the ball. But I thought there was going to be a lot more creativity in a lot more games where the offense blew up, like we said, the offense never blows up ever. And again, it's great. They're going to make the playoffs probably still scoring 22 points a game. They will, but if they want to win a championship, which is what we're all here for, they have to open it up. They have to.